Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Monday the 22nd of November. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can, of course, also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, breaking news this morning. At least five people have died and 40 injured, including 12 children, after a car ploughed into a Christmas parade in the outskirts of Wisconsin. A man is in custody and US police have not ruled out terrorism. Meanwhile, Europe faced a weekend of violence after a backlash from anti-lockdown protesters against the introduction of lockdowns and mandatory vaccinations across some parts of the country of the of the continent and the NHS waiting list has hit a record six million with the backlog expected to rise as the government has missed its target to hire six thousand more GPS 633 is the time this is talk radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Uh, Lots to talk about events happening over the weekend and uh, uh, lockdown related, COVID related issues. I I dread the times when uh, this uh, topic comes back to leading the news. But actually breaking news this morning uh, is that uh, horrific attack on a Christmas parade in Wisconsin. It happened in Waukesha. It's a a suburb on the outskirts of uh, Milwaukee uh, in Wisconsin. And it was about 4.30. 39 when the driver of a red SUV vehicle ploughed into the Christmas parade. Uh, it hit uh, more than 40 people. 12 children were among those taken to hospital. Multiple injuries. We do know now, it's been confirmed, there are at least um, five fatalities. That number may grow. Within a few hours, uh, by 8pm last night, the uh, attack happened at 4.39. By 8pm, a suspect was in custody. He is Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. He is a man with a very long criminal record. He was um, out on bail, having previously breached his bail conditions. Um, but an officer did shoot at the vehicle to try to stop him. No uh, injuries as a result of that. Uh, the motive is so far unknown, but has uh, terrorism has not been ruled out. Uh, but uh, lots of discussion going on in America in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal uh, last week, uh, at the end of last week, uh, prompting yet more race wars going on in the States because uh, the suspect in custody is a black man um, and uh, there are obviously lots and lots of uh, uh, questions being raised about what his motive might be, especially looking through his social media. We're going to talk about some of that later in the show, but uh, right now uh, the really, really scary news is that multiple people are dead. We know uh, at least 28 injured and uh, we, we know uh, five people are dead. Uh, let's talk about this and all of the other big stories of the day with Benedict Spence. He's a political commentator and joining us right now. Good morning to you, Benedict. 
Good morning, Julian. Um, How are you? Very well indeed. Very, very uh, sobering, sobering news coming out of Wisconsin. Uh, well, Keisha, I mean, you know, boring, quiet, middle of the road suburb of uh, of uh, Milwaukee. Um, Christmas parade happening, you know, late November. We'd have thought this was a, a you know, a small town event, effectively, but but not now. Um, after this drive, this red SUV ploughed into Christmas parade. Now there is video available online on social media, which I've seen, where you can actually see the point at which the vehicle is driven, quite clearly driven at at uh, those who are parading children and and adults in the parade. It, it's absolutely shocking video. I would entreat people not to share that video. There will be, you know, family members, parents uh, of of those victims uh, who who, uh, who you know, it's just, it's just it's just inappropriate. But very 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 scary times. Um, big big question marks in America whenever there's any sort of event now is it a terror attack as we have here also but also the motives because the the race wars that are going on in America at the moment especially in the wake of uh, you know the Black Lives Matter the Carl Rittenhouse acquittal uh, which we'll talk about later in the show um, there was a lot a lot of speculation very early on about what the motivation could be for this but terrorism hasn't been ruled out Yes, and I think uh, given the fact that terrorism hasn't been ruled out, and given that we very recently had a, a you know a very uh, narrow um, uh, escape, frankly, from a terrorist attack in our own country, where somebody was able to actually detonate a device, but f- uh, thankfully uh, no members of the public were hurt. You know, it, it just sort of bring that back in sharp focus. You know, as a lot of security experts have said that that is a possibility, and that we might see an uptick in Western countries from that. But actually, the thing that immediately sort of stands out to me is, regardless of the motive, actually, it's a it, it it's a sign just how fraught things can be, and how in the United States, where we're often talking about guns and gun violence, you don't need a gun necessarily to yeah. cause serious damage. This is somebody who you know there were. People claimed that shots were fired. It later turned out, supposedly, that it was the police trying to, um, you know, uh, neutralize him, yeah. the driver. Um, ultimately, this is something where the, a mass casualty event where there was no firearm, and it shows ultimately how, frankly, people can weaponize all sorts of things to their nefarious ends if they want to. Now, that's not a pro-gun stance or anything like that, but it does point out that ultimately America's issues, whatever they be, whether this is terror-related, whether this is race-related, whether this is something else-related, because there are lots of other things, the point is America's issues, as much as we like to plant it in the UK, firmly around guns, yeah. they run a lot deeper and people with yeah. motive... Well, we, I mean, we, we saw, I mean, Islamist terror attacks, you know, Nice, of course, we, we've seen, I mean, sh- you know, if we think of you know, the, the parades, uh, the, well, that parade, the march, mm. the, the basically, I mean, white supremacists, this march in Charlottesville and um, famously that car being used there so obviously we don't know the exact motive the, the, the suspect who is in custody has a very very long criminal record is it out on bail at that time um, number of the events uh, of the of the uh, crimes being domestic abuse related um, mm. uh, so I mean I think we can say not a not a particularly nice piece of work um, there will be issues though I say related to the Carl Rittenhouse affair bearing in mind that what happened with Carl, you know, Carl Rittenhouse because he's the white man Again, I hate having to mention the colour, but that is relevant to this. The white man who, who uh, was acquitted on Friday of shooting dead uh, two white men and injuring another uh, at a Black Lives Matter protests when things all kicked off in Kenosha. Kenosha is just 55 miles south of Waukesha. So there will be a lot of speculation about that. But of course, we don't know at this time. Mm. But what we do know at this time is that you know families just going off to a Christmas parade 
Um, some of them will have lost their loved ones. Um, we know that, as I say, um, 12 children taken to hospital. There are 40 injured, some very seriously injured, and at least five dead. Their death toll mm. may mount. So we'll keep up to date on that. But let's talk more about what's happened over the weekend uh, here in Europe. Um we had Sajid Javid, the health secretary, yesterday on very, doing various political interviews, saying that there was no plans. There's no you know, very much trying to talk down this idea. You know, we're not we're not going to go into Plan B right now. We are not uh, not looking at you know mandatory jabs. It should be a medical treatment should be a choice, etc. We're facing quite a lot of people demanding these things as it's happened. Mandatory jabs from 1st of February in Austria and lockdown starting this morning. Um, mm. uh, 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 Netherlands also bringing in lockdowns. Uh, we've got um, we had mass protests across the whole of Europe, including in the UK. Big protest in London on Saturday against lockdowns, mandatory jabs, vaccine passports and, and all of that, all of the coercion involved mm. in this. We saw um, yesterday water cannon being fired in Belgium against protesters there. We saw police open fire in the Netherlands over the weekend on protesters. This has all got much more upgraded. Was it, I mean, inevitable, the threat that yet again, another winter of lockdown being threatened, coercion on jabs, Germany saying they're going to follow suit from Austria to bring in mandatory jabs. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I am absolutely terrified. I mean, genuinely scared about what is happening uh, in Europe. Supposedly, our liberal democratic uh, friends who, who are bringing in these authoritarian measures. Um, what do you make of the the political reaction to all of this? Yes, that expression. In hindsight, it was inevitable that we'd see these things sort of kicking off. I mean, ultimately, we've been seeing mass protests in Europe for some time, actually, in Italy and places like that in France. Actually, they have been going on for a very long time. Uh, and the problem is, I think now you've seen in previously quite placid places like Austria and the Netherlands, which you know have had protests, but not on the scale that we've seen before and haven't sort of, as in the case in the Netherlands, resorted to the level of violence that we've seen. I think that the government will be looking at that and it will be thinking that it doesn't necessarily want to go down that route. Now, I'm not saying that that means that they won't bring in more regulations because we know what this government is like when it says that it can't foresee something by and large it can foresee it and is actively planning for it however i don't think that that would be politically very expedient actually to wish this on itself to bring this on itself we have to remember the government has slipped very recently in its terms of its popularity i think it's got far fewer people are prepared to give it uh, the time of day. In the order benefit to of the doubt. Well, this exactly. is the thing. I mean, there was a big bounce, obviously, after Brexit. And actually, it was a big bounce during the first uh, uh, wave because, you know, Boris Johnson was ill. And there was that and voters are very reasonable. So they accept that mm. things are going to go wrong. Not everything gets done right. You get benefit of the doubt uh, for, for things that did go wrong. Again, lots of us may disagree on what went wrong. I don't think we went into yes. lockdown too late. That was one thing I think we didn't do. Wrong. Um, uh, we just went into lockdown too long. Uh, should have just been those few weeks that we, we were originally promised. But um, but particularly over over things like the, the vaccine bounce, I mean, there's been a huge amount of credit given and quite rightly for us getting that vaccine out very quickly and very to the right people. And 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 the fact that the British people were trusting and we haven't seen the vaccine hesitancy we've seen in other countries, I think I think it's you know, all credit. However, you know, there comes a point when, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's already factored in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, we had the vaccine. Well, so is everyone else now. Now, now what are we going to do? And it's really yeah. interesting. The polls showing 
the change in people's views in terms of what their priorities are. They're sort of being safe at all costs, you know, safe from what? Safe from safe from COVID now as opposed mm. to safe from COVID you know, when you come out of lockdown and, and all the other issues. Sajid Javid, the health secretary, pointing out the waiting list, the NHS is six million. And those are just the people who are actually on the waiting list. There are yeah. millions more who haven't even got onto the waiting list. They haven't gone to the doctor. We don't know about all those people who've got stage four cancer and no one's even noticed it. Um, so we, 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 I, I definitely am hearing there's a lot of backlash from Tory backbenchers as well. A lot of mm. Tory activists, a lot of Tory voters just saying, seriously, we can't keep doing this. At some point, we've got the vaccines. This is as safe as we get. Yeah. If you want the booster, get the booster. I would strongly encourage anyone who's vulnerable to, to get the booster. They've Apparently the booster is going to be rolled out to everybody. I think it should be, I really do think that it should, like all vaccines, it should be voluntary and not forced on people. Um, but other than that, sorry, get back to life and take your chances would be would be my view. That's where we need to live our lives. Um, but but it's, it's, there, there are a lot of people who are very fearful still. The scaremongering has gone on for so long now um, that people are absolutely convinced that we're going to see this massive wave. A lot of the experts are saying we're not going to see the same sort of wave that Europe's getting, partly because we did reopen. And Boris Johnson, Sajid Javid and others, they ignored the doom-mongering, um, mm. the completely wrong doom-mongering of, of the so-called experts who, who said you shouldn't come out of, of any lockdown measures uh, in July. And they did. And we've seen waves, waves of cases of people under the age of 30 who, frankly, are virtually infinitesimally small risk. I, would, yeah. I mean, my daughter had COVID. It didn't occur to me for a nanosecond to be concerned about health. Not a nanosecond. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I think that it would be foolish at this point, having gone down a certain path to then sort of reverse face and go down the path that they're going down in Europe, which we've seen doesn't help. But I also yeah. think when you add to the fact that people have already sacrificed several Christmases, um, one Christmas, they've already sacrificed a lot financially. We've years. just seen the budget. Yep. We've seen the budget coming in. That's heart, you know, harming a lot of people. And I do just think at a certain point, people will go, well, what is this for? We were promised. Yep. We were promised that these vaccines, uh, if we all took them, not, you know, not mandatory, but if we all did our bit and we all took them, that these vaccines would mean that there wouldn't be a return to these measures. So I think it will be very hard for the government after everything that's gone on and with, you know, it's bashing people over things like climate change and raising taxes and all that sort of thing for it to at the very tail end of this year go, oh, and by the way, this is back, by the way. Yeah, I just I, think I, people I, would go, that's, the, that's I, the final straw. I really hope that they will say that's the final straw. Mm. I really do. The polling does seem to be changing on that. But again, I, I, I just find it extraordinary that there is no sort of debate in the mainstream media about the ethics of mandatory jabs and vaccine passports. They just and they, and they always talk about these things as, well, you know, they ordered a lockdown to, you know, to, to restrict cases. And it's like, well, yes. And then what happens when you come out of it? And this is the point. You can either go up and have a big peak and go down again, or you can just keep it going along. You're gonna, everyone's gonna get COVID. Get the jabs into as many people who are vulnerable arms as possible. And then I'm afraid that's all you can do. I mean, what's interesting, of course, is that we do actually have better coverage. Not only do we have a huge section of society which has got has actually got immunity now from the Delta because they've just had it in the last uh, uh, few few months. I mean, a huge. I mean, pretty much every teenager and everyone in their everyone everyone in their twenties has had COVID over the summer. Um, also, our our vax rates don't look as good as some other European countries because they're including all these children they vaccinated from the age of twelve. Well. You can vaccinate as many 12-year-olds as you want, but you're not going to save many lives. Vaccinating over 60s and over 70s is where you save lives. Um, and we actually, of over over 60s in this country, only 4% have not had at least one jab, most of them too. We are, you know, we are really at a, a, a very, very, very safe level in terms of people getting COVID, 
but not getting seriously sick from it and certainly not dying from it uh, en masse. And uh, I just think we, yeah, we really need to uh, get to grips with that. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.